Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith, Hello. the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and IllinoisFamily.org. Reason for optimism from a pro-life perspective as the nation marks the 49th anniversary of Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court weighing a challenge to the Mississippi pro-life law that prohibits abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Brian Westbrook is the founder and executive director of Coalition for Life St. Louis. Brian, all the pundits are saying this is the case that could lead to the fall of Roe. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on the program. Um, You know, when we talk to the really, really smart attorneys on both sides of the argument, I, I was just speaking to another really smart attorney this morning, and uh, both on the pro-life and the pro-abortion side, uh, they are all thinking that Roe versus Wade is done for and oh. is going to be uh, from sent your back lips down. to God's ears. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now, but uh, if in fact Roe versus Wade is overturned, uh, it really means that maybe a third of the abortions. Uh, are would become illegal in many of these different states. That really means that our job just gets harder in a lot of these other states around the, the nation. Because we're going to be split up into different states focusing on um, new restrictive laws and trying to educate the population on why life is sacred. Absolutely. So uh, Illinois, for instance, uh, has 27 abortion facilities in Illinois. Right. And if Roe versus Wade is overturned, uh, that really doesn't affect Illinois, with the exception of the fact that many of the women from uh, other states are going to be coming to Illinois. Over the last couple sessions in Springfield, our state lawmakers have been teeing up different pieces of legislation to prepare Illinois to become the dumping ground for uh, the Midwest. And as a result, um, they, they've passed legislation for taxpayer funding of abortion. They've passed uh, restriction, no restrictions. It's, Illinois is one of the worst states, most liberal states, I guess you would say, for abortion restrictions. There are none. They, they even took away the Parental Notice of Abortion uh, Bill uh, Act last year, and uh, the last session. And and so what we see is in, in your map in your um, in your newsletter or your magazine, yeah, uh, really really is eye opening. And I'm gonna have to get a copy of that map. It, it, 27 here in Illinois, whereas Missouri has one, Iowa seven, Wisconsin four, Michigan five, Indiana five, Kentucky two. What a contrast! And we know that over the last couple years. Um, We've had a new abortion clinics opened up oh, yeah. near the border, Flossmoor being one of them. Flossmoor, Waukegan, and in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Fairview Heights, which is only 13 miles away from From St. Missouri, Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're not small abortion clinics. No. These are big facilities, aren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Uh, so when uh, the Fairview Heights, Illinois uh, facility opened, Planned Parenthood announced on public news that they plan to take the lives of 11,000 children in one year alone. Isn't that just astounding? It's incredible. Oh. And they're celebrating that. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're cheering it. Lori Higgins was one of our writers, amazing writer. She ta- titled them abortion cheerleaders, and that's exactly what they're doing. Absolutely. They're cheering along the death of innocent human beings. Yeah, so we, um, in in St. Louis region, uh, we are so very blessed. We've been there for 10 years um, doing sidewalk counseling right on the uh, Missouri side. So tell us, you're the founder of Absolutely. Coalition for Life St. Louis, and you founded it 10 years ago. And your goal was to to minister to women who are being misled into these abortion mills. Absolutely. So we we started doing uh, very basic, 40 days for life, 40 days yes. of prayer and fasting, peaceful vigil, grassroots community outreach. We've now done that for 13 years. 13 years, okay. And so uh, two and a half years in, we had 2,500 volunteers, and I our leadership team kept getting smaller and smaller, but our volunteer base kept getting bigger and really? bigger. Really? And so 2,500 volunteers with like three people running all of that. Uh, <laughs> all all, all of us volunteers of as yeah. well, right? Yeah, right. Uh, so myself, my wife, and a guy named Chuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it was the summer of 2011, and I was working for an engineering firm at the time, and I was flying all around the country. And uh, finally, I came back and talked to Chuck, and uh, I said, Chuck, we got to do something. Either we drop this whole volunteer thing and move on or i'm gonna have to quit my job and do this full time right and he says that's the craziest thing you ever said let's do it (laughs) and uh so i quit in october uh, a month and a half later so we kept it all quiet because we wanted it to be a big announcement uh quit it quit in october Uh, a month and a half later we announced publicly we raised thirty two thousand dollars and we were off to the races and Um, walking out on faith absolutely yeah that's great now I heard you speak at a uh, pro-life rally in Chicago uh, recently, and you said that uh, over the last 10 years, the number of abortions in Missouri has dropped from 7,000 to about 200. Yeah. How did that happen? Oh, my gosh. There's so many different ways it happened. Uh, I think last... part of the, the, the equation is that they're out in front of these these uh, clinics ministering to women in crisis pregnancy. Oh, absolutely. So um, in 2009, uh, there were 6,881 abortions wow. in, in Missouri. Last year, 167 abortions in the entire state of Missouri. What good news. It's fantastic. We praise God. I mean, obviously, we mourn the death of the 167. Absolutely. Um, but uh, it's a number of different things that made this happen. Number one, um, starting in 2009, there was a huge explosion of pregnancy centers that opened up in the state of Missouri. In fact, 75 of them opened up. Uh, Also, uh, there's a lot of movement with regards to politics and and also those who are lobbying in state capital. Uh, Missouri Right to Life, and a guy named Sam Lee. Uh, He's a deacon in the Catholic Church, but then also he's a a pro-life lobbyist and has been working so diligently on legislation. And we're running 40 Days for Life. We've been praying for 13 years, and then we've been sidewalk counseling in front of these abortion facilities. So uh, in the last 10 years, since we started full-time, we've had 3,017 turnarounds in front of these abortion and turnarounds facilities. turnarounds is, uh, is somebody who is planning to go in the Planned Parenthood. Absolutely. But then decides to go home and pray about their other choices. Absolutely. absolutely. So uh, so they're going in for pregnancy services, uh, likely an abortion, 
and then we're able to refer them to a local pregnancy center immediately. Right. Uh, and so they're able to walk in the door, choose life uh, at the pregnancy center. Fantastic. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> but you could make the argument that these people who are not getting their abortions in Missouri are now coming to Illinois mm-hmm. with our super relaxed pro-abortion laws here. What do you say to that? Yeah, so um, we actually find that while that is the case, uh, there is so much being done in the state of Missouri to work to um, provide for these women exactly where they live. Uh, there's all of these 75 pregnancy centers are, are running Google advertising, and they are trying to attract those women there in that state. And so we're not done in Missouri uh, because we know that about two to 3,000 actually do cross the river into Illinois uh, and then also into Kansas. And so that is happening uh, but there is actually a psychological thing in, in the St. Louis region. There's this big, huge Mississippi River between <laughs> Illinois and Missouri. And it's a big deal to cross the river. Yeah, uh, It really is uh, from a psychological standpoint. Well, we know uh, if you come over here, you're going to get taxed. But Yeah. <laughs> of course. Like but don't, don't worry, but the abortions are free because of Governor Runner, <laughs> you know, former they, Governor Runner. Yes. But yes. What about also, let me just ask, I know chemical abortions are on the rise, too. Absolutely. Are those also accounted for in the numbers that in we're In the 167, about? yes, those are accounted oh, for wow. in Missouri. Absolutely. That's good. Uh, we outlawed in Missouri telemedicine yes. abortions as right. well. Um, and uh, th- we actually have a heartbeat bill that is going through. Um, it's behind the Mississippi case, so it's, it may not even make it to the Supreme Court because it, it may, uh, Mississippi might settle it. Settle it. Yep. Uh, but uh, so many things. Uh, we have a 72 hour waiting period. We have parental consent. Uh, we have informed consent. So we have a booklet. They, they must be given. Uh, you have to have an ultrasound before you have an abortion. Yes. Uh, so many of these different laws that have been put in place over the course of the last 10 years. Uh, but it's first and foremost about getting the right people in office. So let me play devil's advocate for just a minute. So how many back alley abortions and how many women have died as a result of all these regulations? Well, I mean, we really just need to look at the abortion facility and see how many, quote, back alley abortions there are. (laughs) Uh, In about about 10 years, there were 70 ambulances arriving at this abortion facility. Uh, But but Brian, we meant they're safe, legal, and rare. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, mean, you can go to the documents and see uh, exactly what these problems were. Uh, They have perforating uteruses. They have uh, uh, so many problems inside the abortion, uh, rusty instruments and and these kind of things, uh, mold in some of these tubings. And so um, the state of Missouri actually were planning to shut them down. Yep. Uh, they revoked their license, and you know, some activist judges prevented that from going through. And so uh, our attorney general was fighting very, very hard to shut them down, just based on all of these safety violations. And so we're so glad that they fought that battle. Sadly, they lost. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're done. And so um, part of that, uh, part of the reason there were so many ambulances showing up is because they were training uh, abortionists from uh, Washington University. Mm. So Washington University uh, worked directly with Planned Parenthood in training these uh, new abortionists. And uh, part of that 
the, uh, the so-called abortionist doctor who was overseeing it wasn't even in the room. Uh, oh. And she said on the record, her name is Colleen McNicholas, she said on the record she was not even in the room during that, those abortions. And so as a result, more and more women were being hurt and wounded physically because basically they were, they were that training that doesn't people. make the 6 o'clock news, does it, Monty? No. 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 Not at all. And, you know, in Illinois, I think our so-called Reproductive Health Act yeah. doesn't allow for the safety inspections. No. That's right. Of these abortion facilities. That's right. So they're immune from that. Now, you talk about what happened in your legislature. Mm -hmm. Come to the real world here in Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) The real progressive world. Yeah. Regressive world. Regressive, that's right. We have democratic control of everything in our state. Mm -hmm. What's it like in Missouri? Are you controlled by Republicans, Democrats? Or is it kind of a coalition government? Yeah, so about 10 years ago, we had a Democrat governor. And uh, we had a number of different Democrat, uh, pro-life Democrats who were uh, in our state legislature who would vote with a lot of the Republicans on pro-life legislation. Uh, But uh, over the course of the last 10 years, um, anyone who is Democrat has not run on a pro-life standpoint at all. And so many of those Democrats who used to be in public office are now being removed and replaced by Republicans. So we, uh, we have a Republican governor, um, everyone down except for, I think, the auditor is a Democrat. And then we have a supermajority of pro-life uh, Republicans in the, uh, in the House of Representatives or in the It the makes a House. difference, right? A big difference. Well, well, let's talk about how we could flip Illinois to become a pro-life state. We want to do that when our conversation with Brian Westbrook continues after this. Apostles of Wokeism versus Disciples of Jesus Christ. The Illinois Family Institute's Worldview Conference, Saturday, February 26th at the Village Church of Barrington. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Christian education can make a big difference, but it's got to be supported in the home. Wokeism grips our nation, and the religion of the left is corrupting young people. Hear Christian perspectives from theologian Dr. Everett Piper, family ministry leader Rob Reno, and renowned researcher George Barna. We have abdicated so much of the training of our young people. It's really a parent's responsibility first and foremost. God has called them to raise spiritual champions. George Barna, Everett Piper, Rob Reno, the Illinois Family Institute's Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328. Ideas have consequences. Bad ideas have victims. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Last week, the Wall Street Journal published a heartbreaking story of a 27-year-old man who died from a drug overdose in 2020. Stephen Gunner was conceived by sperm donor and struggled with schizophrenia. After his death, his mom and adoptive dad reached out to other children, also fathered by Stephen's donor, to let them know that their son had a mental illness that could be genetically inherited. Their research confirmed that the sperm donor, known to them as just a number, had also suffered schizophrenia. 
schizophrenia, had also died from a drug overdose, and had not disclosed his mental health issues on the history forms, which American sperm clinics are not required to verify. The Gunner's research revealed that Stephen's father has at least 18 other children. Now, it's unknown whether they also inherited schizophrenia from their father, but the Gunner's tragedy is another chapter in a larger story of assisted reproduction. Ripping apart God's design for families has consequences. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith, the Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We are joined by none other than Brian Westbrook from St. Louis Coalition for Life. I got it right? Coalition for Life, St. Louis. Coalition for Life, St. Louis. Okay. Now that we're saying it 12 times, Coalition for Life, STL.com. There you go. They just <laughs> added .com there, and we, we and you can get in touch with Brian. And uh, do you have a mailing list, an email list, and all that stuff? Oh, this absolutely. Is- Join. Join. We would love it. Uh, Coalition for Life, STL. I'm sure that it'll pop up and, you know, want you to sign up for our email list. All right, so, good. You've got a nifty little magazine here. Um, is this like a, a, a quarterly newsletter? or? Uh, so we do have a quarterly newsletter. What you're seeing there is uh, my... Uh, collaboration and uh, donor-related uh, magazine I have. Okay, uh, gotcha. So I'm handing those directly. A promotional. A promotional okay. thing. Yep. Got it. Okay, all right. Yep. And what's the website again? Uh, the website, coalitionforlifestl.com. You are coming from a pro-life state, Missouri. Absolutely. This is a pro-abortion state, not by our choice here, but uh, you have some ideas about how we can change what's happening here in Illinois. And part of that starts at the ballot box. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we elect pro-life candidates into office? Yeah, absolutely. So what we've been doing for 10 years in uh, St. Louis, also around the state, uh, it's about the grassroots effort and getting people to really realize what it is that they're voting at the, at the ballot box. So uh, we start in the churches. Uh, and so we have uh, generated a list of supporters, uh, over 17,000 supporters around the state, uh, many of them in the St. Louis region. Uh, but the first and foremost, I became convicted about abortion when I actually went to the abortion facility. Sure. Uh, I went out, actually saw what was happening. I witnessed women walking out in tears. And so part of our focus, um, our specific ministry it's not about getting specific candidates elected. Well, that's important. Uh, it, you have to do a little bit of work beforehand, which is actually showing them what abortion is. Not with graphic, ugly photographs, which they have their place. Yep, absolutely. They have their place. Absolutely. Uh, but, but our goal is to actually bring them where abortions happen. And, uh, and so that was our goal uh, 10 years ago, and we've been working that goal ever since. Uh, but then also, uh, you have to have a very, very strong uh, Right to Life group. Uh, Missouri Right to Life is an excellent, excellent group, and they've been working this all the way since 1973. Uh, Very, very strong network. And one of the things they do is they actually endorse specific candidates and help to run those specific candidates. That's right. Uh, But they start at the the quote-unquote easiest districts to win. Sure. And then work on the next hardest, the next hardest, the next hardest district. And so... um, they, they worked on that for a very long time. When you say they worked on it, 
What mm-hmm. does that mean? Uh, are they sending groups of people out to knock on people's doors? What? Yeah, so I mean, obviously you should have uh, Pam Victor from Missouri Right to Life on, uh, but sure. uh, it, it's really about the grassroots effort inside the churches. We, we believe that the churches uh, have a lot of power uh, to, to speak to the poll. Yeah, right? We do. It's just we need to be activated. We do. We need to be educated before that. We need to have pastors who have some courage. We need to have pastors who have courage to lead their flocks. And so I'm I'm thrilled to hear when you were talking in the in the first segment uh, about how many volunteers you have and, mm-hmm. and how frustrating that could be. You know, obviously <laughs> to to manage that many people, but that's huge. And your focus is in front of these abortion clinics, changing one heart at, at a, in mind at yes. a time. And I would say to you, Brian, um, the job is not always easy. But you have their conscience, for the most part, on your side, right? Because they know intuitively that what they're doing is going to kill a baby yeah. or what they were planning to do. Well, so most of the clients we, we interact with, they, they have an idea that abortion is wrong. Right. Right. Uh, but uh, our, our public education system has really, really failed them. And uh, they're being taught so many other things uh, that they know in their heart a, a woman— knows that this is taking the life, but the, the, the schools are doing them a very, very bad disservice. And so um, really it takes sometimes getting them into uh, a pregnancy center, showing them their baby on ultrasound. Right. That makes a huge difference. Wasn't it uh, Abby Johnson who was helping with the ultrasound-guided abortion that it took that yeah. experience for her to wake up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when... You talk about the 75 pregnancy centers in Missouri. Uh, the Knights of Columbus placed an ultrasound machine in almost every single one of those. Beautiful. God uh, bless the Knights. And so the, it's really a grassroots effort at the pregnancy center level in front of the abortion facilities. And it's not just one effort, right? I, I love Missouri Rights Life and their political efforts. Yes. But it's also the pregnancy centers. Oh, absolutely. And it's also those people who are out on the streets praying and— it is the pastors inside of the per- churches talking about this. Uh, we have a group called Churches for Life uh, in the St. Louis region who have been working around the state to be able to form what are called life groups beautiful, uh, in, or life teams in all of these different churches. Uh, the Catholic Church, uh, Diocese of the St. Louis, has been working diligently. They were the very, very first uh, Catholic group at the diocese level to create a respect life group right after Roe versus Wade. Really? And so they've been at the very, very forefront of this abortion battle. And so they actually network all of the different Catholic churches together, and then they help with a lot of the Lutheran churches and and other denominations as well. And so this is all about information sharing, no infighting among pro-lifers. We don't infight about anything. We could, and we have in the past, uh, but it's about 100% sharing information. So if there's something that needs to be done. So for instance, uh, we were trying to pass, or in Jefferson City, a 72-hour waiting period. This 72-hour waiting period had the greatest impact in the last couple of years on abortions. Um, so they have to now go to the abortion facility and wait three days before they have to get their abortion. And so that gives sidewalk counselors, that gives pregnancy centers a lot of time to then work with these women. And so 
uh, we're able to interact with them immediately in front of the abortion facility, not just one time, but now three times, three opportunities to interact with them uh, at that abortion facility. Uh, and not only that, but now there's 70% tax credits for pregnancy centers. So if a donor gives $1,000, they get $700 minute, back. That's, that's a thing in, 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 in Missouri? It's a thing. What? Uh, up, up to $50,000 tax credits that anyone could get for a $1,000 donation. No or, kidding. All you have to do is give $100, you get $70 back. You could give... Uh, for our big donors, $71,000 and get $50,000 back on your taxes. That is awesome. Yeah. My mind says, well, that could never happen in Illinois. You know what, though? There's a reason why the Coalition for Life St. Louis has focused on Flossmoor. You're doing something now here in Illinois. It's not St. Louis. It's not even Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So uh, we've actually been in Fairview Heights for two years. Fairview Heights, Illinois. Of course, which is 13 miles away in Illinois. In Illinois. But from St. Louis. Absolutely. So you've been working there. Okay, that's great news. Right. Now you're expanding to this big abortuary Uh in the southwest suburbs, where we're probably getting lots of clientele from Gary, Indiana, as well as the south side of Chicago. Absolutely. So so we we just had our 10-year anniversary. Okay. And so my wife and I, um, uh, I love her. She's back in St. Louis, and, and our six kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just getting you, you might be pro-life if you have six kids. Yeah, you might be. Um, and so uh, you better love your wife if she's got six kids. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's just about getting a 13-year-old to do his schoolwork. Yeah. Uh, right. Hello. So if he's listening in, please just finish your schoolwork. <laughs> but. Um, uh, but we really have it heavily on our heart. We looked at the of the map of the United States, and we said, look at the success we've had in the St. Louis region. Look at the success that we've had, these opportunities we've had in Missouri. And if we look up in Cook County and around the Chicago area, and we see 17 abortion facilities. Yeah. And that accounts for roughly 42,000 abortions in, in the Chicago region. It's the vast majority, yeah, up here in the Cook County area. Absolutely. Yeah, Cook County— tr- and so uh, it was very, very heavy on our heart that um, we didn't want to come in and be, quote, the saviors or, or solve all of everybody's problems. But, uh, but God came, put it on our hearts that we needed to be here. And so we did a full research project on every single abortion facility. What are the opportunities there? Uh, and we found that Flossmoor, one of the newest abortion facilities, yep. uh, had a phenomenal opportunity to save lives. So in the last three weeks, we've had nine turnarounds oh, uh, at Flossmoor. Praise God. And so, yeah, we're, we're very excited about that. And so some of the needs we have— so, so let me just ask you real quick, before we get to the needs, yeah. would that happen if you weren't out there? Absolutely not. No. Those turnarounds would end in death. Absolutely. Thank you for being there. Uh, thank you. What are your needs? Uh so uh, obviously it costs money, right? <laughs> so uh, so we have some some dinners coming up, and you, and you can learn about that at coalitionflyfstl.com. Okay. Uh, but uh, we're actually looking for employees uh, in this big job market we are right now. Uh, we have 27 employees on our uh, on our staff. Most of them are college students. Wow! And so a lot of the sidewalk counseling is done by a paid staff member who happens to be in college or a recent college grad. Wow. A lot of young people who are out there. And so uh, we're one of the very, very few ministries who have a paid sidewalk counseling ministry. And so uh, two of our team members are up here in Flossmore right now, but we need the local individuals to apply for these jobs. Uh, we need a site manager 
to help us uh, manage the entire site and then also as many uh, young people or young or old, young of heart, sure, right? Sure. Uh, to to come out, and so we're not we're not stopping in Flossmoor. We're looking at all the other abortion facilities around Cook so County. So when you say hire, how much experience do they need, or are you training them? Oh, we're absolutely training them. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, all they need to do is have a passion for life. Yeah. And uh, be willing to to be bold and stand out on the street and stand for life. And possibly be called bad names. They, they might call you bad names. Now, one of the p- things... <laughs> can't be thin-skinned out there. No, absolutely. Can't be thin-skinned, exactly. That's uh, my point. You're always out there by with another person. Yeah. Always out there. Uh, my, my favorite thing is that when people call us number one, they keep you know pointing up to heaven, <laughs> call us number one. Um, I, I, they may mean something different, but... That's um, okay. I just say it's one-fifth of a wave. Yeah, <laughs> it's just this. <laughs> so we have a lot of fun out there. Um and uh, we see this as really just God's mission for us. Amen. And so we are, we're so blessed and honored uh, to be able to serve in Flossmoor. Uh, but we see so much hurt, so much pain uh, with these women. And so we're being called to so much more. So do you call this a, a sidewalk counseling, sidewalk vigil, or some kind of a combination of the two? Uh, I mean, we go with the old school sidewalk counseling. That's what we call it. Okay. Uh, and so uh, we also run the 40 Days for Life. We're going to be helping with the Flossmore 40 Days for Life, along with Fairview Heights and also uh, in St. Louis. And so uh, that starts uh, in March, right? March uh, 2nd, right? March 2nd. 2nd. That's uh, it. On Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, and it runs through? Uh, well, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Whatever Palm Sunday is, 40 That's days right. later. That's 40, 40 days <laughs> later is right. Let me ask you about that. Uh, given that the Supreme Court is expected to uh, release its ruling on this uh, Mississippi case. In June, probably. In June. Yeah. This would seem to indicate that this year's spring 40 Days for Life is really more important than ever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not that any 40 Days for Life or any prayer vigil isn't is, important. Isn't right, important. Right, right, right. Uh, but this is a critical, critical moment in our in our country's history. Um and so, I mean, I look at the two states, uh, bordering states, Illinois and Missouri. Missouri came in as a slave state. Right, right. Illinois was a free state. Right. And it, it looks very much different. It looks like Illinois is the slave state and Missouri it is, is the free state. right. And so that was corrected in Missouri. We came in in the so-called Missouri Compromise right. as a slave state, but we worked diligently over centuries to correct that. Our grandfathers and fathers and you know everybody worked hard. What can we do in, in Illinois, right? Where can we return this back to where it was, that respect and love of human life? Right. And so I think the Supreme Court decision, assuming it goes the pro-life way, uh, is going to give us more opportunities to save lives uh, than ever before, because I think it's going to energize and re-energize the pro-life movement like never before. Well, let me ask you about that. How would a Supreme Court decision that overturns Roe benefit Illinois? We kind of discussed this. Democrats in our state have codified Roe into state law. Yep. The unborn have no rights in Absolutely Illinois. Absolutely no rights. So yep. if the Supreme Court says states, you have the you are the ultimate arbitrators on abortion. How does this help Illinois? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I see it from a national perspective, 
not necessarily an Illinois perspective. So you have to look at uh, uh, Missouri, Indiana, and all of the other neighboring states for Illinois in the Midwest. And I don't think people in Missouri are done. I don't think people in Indiana are done just because Roe versus Wade is overturned. Uh, they could sit on their hands and say, ah, whatever. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think, um, you know, just like you know, segregation and the Civil War and everything else, we had the North and the South. Guess what? The North still fought right. very, very hard uh, because they still believed that slavery was wrong. Right. And so uh, we and these other different states, we still believe that abortion is wrong. And so now we're looking to Illinois and how can we send um, different individuals and recruits into so, the state? So on that point, I think you're right. Number one, you know, Scripture tells us to rescue the perishing, right? Rescue those who are stumbling towards death. Number one. Number two, we're the second great commandment says to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, the obvious is the, the unborn baby. But what about that woman in a crisis pregnancy? Do we love her enough to tell her the truth? Um, because abortion regret is a very real thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, so, you know, there that could be psychological and um, physical consequences mm -hmm. to having an abortion for years to come. And so as Christians, you're right, we can't sit back and ignore in the 40 days for life, just, you know, the Apostle Paul says that, um, you know, we don't wage war, like, physically, but we wage war spiritually oh, yes. in the heavenlies, right? Absolutely. And that's prayer. That's what we're talking about. We're making appeals to heaven, right? And oh, yeah. asking God to interview, intervene and change hearts and minds. And if we're Christians, we got to believe that. And we just, we've got to do our due diligence, appeal to a loving, merciful God, and let him work the way he wants to work. Yeah, so I just talked with a pregnancy center director. Uh, actually, in the last three days, uh, I've crisscrossed all the way in Cook County, um, all on the trains and everything else. It was so much fun. Um, and you weren't robbed or mugged or... No, I wasn't robbed right, or mugged. Good, Although right, I am six foot high. And <laughs> I, you know, so... Uh, I survived, All right? Good man. I survived. He's, good one, man. he's uh, one of those in-shape guys. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> they probably look at him. He can run. He can run. Okay. I, <laughs> my, my fastest mile was seven minutes and ten seconds. Okay. So, well, it's faster um, than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, you got to thank my doctor for that. He, right. He's really encouraged me to get out there and exercise. There you uh, go. A great doctor. Uh, but uh, so I've talked with many of these pregnancy center directors. I talked with one. Uh, they are making a move to open another 25 pregnancy centers in, in Illinois. And they're looking at the 17 different pregnancy or, or abortion facilities. Yeah. And uh, we need specifically another pregnancy center for every single abortion facility. If there's not... Uh, if there's not a pregnancy center within a mile okay, wait a of those. Back up. I, I, I might have misunderstood you. Are they opening up 25 new abortion clinics? No, uh, 25 new pregnancy, pregnancy centers. Se Maybe I misspoke. Okay. No, no, no. You uh, you said that. But if they do, I know that they're planning to open more Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics, right? But for every one of those, they need to open up. They need to open up at least one more pregnancy center, if not two, three, or four pregnancy centers. Uh, so one of the things that has happened around the country is that pregnancy centers now f outnumber abortion facilities three to one, easily. And so this needs to happen right where these women live. And so uh, that needs to happen at the local level. And we need to also look at these pregnancy centers and look at 
what exactly are they doing? Uh, there, there are many, many very well-meaning pregnancy centers out there, and what they do is basically distribute diapers and wipes and, and right. clothes. Meet the physical needs. Meet yep. those needs. We love them, yep. and there should be plenty of those. But what we really need are those who are intervening and uh, are approaching— Doing the sidewalk counseling. Well, there's, there's sidewalk counseling, but there's a different focus on a lot of these newer pregnancy centers who— uh, are bringing in for a so-called pre-abortion consultation. And so it's about that that coaching that you're going to be doing, plus the ultrasound, plus those pregnancy tests. Uh, but if you bring them in for a pre-abortion consultation and then talk to them specifically about what an abortion is, give them give them all the facts about what an abortion is, and then also talk about what it, what is parenting, what is adoption, um, and so we have we've worked with a lot of individuals about how to perfect that coaching model, and so they have to paint the picture. What does it look like uh, to have a child five years from now? So they actually describe what it is to you know does they, they have brown hair, black hair, brown eyes, blue eyes? Uh, would you have a boy or a girl? Right, these types of things, and then they name the child. Oh. And so, hey, what would you? <laughs> That'll do you know, it. <laughs> right? Oh, well, uh, what would you name the child? Just wondering, I don't know. If I had a girl, I'd name her Julie. Right? Okay. And then you get over to abortion. Say, hey, five years out, what does it look like? What does it look like if we killed Julie? Oh. And so, you know, these types of things, we're not convincing them that abortion is wrong. Because when they go back home, their aunts, their uncles, their grandmas, their boyfriend, all will convince them that abortion is just fine and they need to do it and right. pressure them into it. What we need to have is not have them be convinced, but instead they need to be convicted that it's their decision. And so we know that every single woman believes that this is a child. They know it's a child and they know it's their child, and they have a motherly instinct to protect that child. And so all we need to do is go down just a few levels deeper and access that motherly love that every single woman has. And so uh, these— The mama bear gene? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know where it's in the little spiral, uh, but, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so— our goal is to go and access that yep. and, and talk directly with them. We run a, not just Siwa Counseling 40 Days for Life, but we also run our own pregnancy center, right. uh, one of the 75 in, and in Missouri. And do you guys do abstinence training as well? Uh, no, we actually focus only on highly abortion-minded clients. Okay, gotcha. All right. And so uh, our, our advertising, we don't do a broad advertising. We only advertise on Google and their cell phones. And, and when they're looking for an abortion, they'll find us. Okay. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're kind of an innovative type of guy. So do you have any events coming up here? I mean, obviously, the 40 Days for Life that starts March 2nd. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we don't yet have details. It's terrible to go on a podcast and not have all the details. That's but we're okay. looking at February 17th, possibly, uh, to have a launch event, a Flossmore launch event. So we'll have a all big right. launch February event. February 17th. February 17th, okay. I believe. So check our website out. All right. Uh, we'll work with you on that. We'll talk more after we get done with this podcast. But I want to make sure people understand Coalition for Life, F-O-R, not the number, Coalition for Life, S-T-L dot com. Absolutely. All right. 314-827-4039. That's your number. Absolutely. Right to you. 314-827-4039. Uh, you, you might have to get through a, a few people to get to me. That's okay. But just ask for me by name. And a we'll few see. volunteers, right? A few volunteers, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
Before we close out, I want to ask you this, and you've kind of talked about it, um, but in the weeks and months leading up to the Supreme Court decision that we're expecting in June, what should Christians be doing, along with 40 Days for Life? What should they be doing in the lead-up to this? Yeah, I would I would encourage individuals, number one, obviously pray, right? Amen. Pray both in your churches, out of your churches, uh, in your homes, outside your homes. In front of the clinics. In front of the abortion facilities, come out. Um, and then uh, I see our culture today, we believe that we can change everything through social media. Um Keyboard but, warriors. Keyboard warriors. Attack. <laughs> um, but but sadly, that doesn't necessarily move the needle right. on everything. Right. Um, so I would encourage individuals. Uh, the Dobbs case and Supreme Court decision opens the opportunity for conversations with those that we already know. We don't have to go out and, and change the world and and talk to people we don't know, but those individuals around us who we do know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that person at the supermarket that you always check out and you see that person at the supermarket, talk to them about you know pro-life issues just here or there. Hey, did you see the Supreme Court? What do you think about it? And right? Let's start the conversation. the The Supreme Court decision is opening the opportunity to talk about pro-life issues. Yes. And yep. so we think that the solution somehow is out there in South Amer- South America, South Africa or, or wherever it is. But really, it's about person to person. If we can change the hearts of those people that we know around us, it's, I mean, we talk about in business books all the time, your, your sphere of influence, right? Yep. We, the people listening to this program right now, know people who don't agree with the pro-life position. And it's your job, your opportunity to talk to them and ask them about their positions. It's your job to be educated on uh, things like the SLED test. Right. Look it up online. What is the sled test when it comes to uh, abortion? uh, Apologizing size, level of development, environment, dependency. Every pro-abortion argument is size, level, development, environment or dependency. And we have an answer for every single one of those arguments. A very, very strong answer for all of those. Educate yourself on how to talk about these issues and talk about the with the people around you. First Peter tells us to be ready for an answer. All right. Brian, thank you so much. Once again, the website, and uh, encourage us to get involved in 40 Days for Life as well. Absolutely. So Coalition for Life, STL.com, Coalition for Life, STL.com. And uh, yeah, so 40 Days for Life, please join us. Join us uh, both in Flossmoor. Fairview Heights, uh, St. Louis, or anywhere around the country in the 300, 400 different other There's locations. lots of opportunities in Illinois. Lots of opportunities. And it's uh, one-hour slots is what we're asking for people to, to commit to per week, right? Uh, or, ask, or more if you want. But. I never ask for uh, one or two hours. I always ask for 12 because I'm willing to stand out there for 12 hours a day. Okay. And so I as, always ask for 12. And if they do a little less, that's fine too. Uh, but 12 I, hours a day. I always go, well, I don't go out all 12 hours every single day. Right. But I've done those shifts. Good. And so I always ask for the most amount. Okay. And so I'm always surprised. There's always one or two people at a church who said, you know what? I'll go out for 12 hours. So I always ask for 12. And if you could do a couple of hours, we'll, we'll take that as well. Fantastic. 
All right, Brian, thank you so much for joining us here today, and God bless your ministry. May it prosper and um, in the way that we want it, which is life. life. Absolutely. Life would be victorious, and we pray, Lord, that, the, that you would get the funds you need uh, to hire more people, to get the ultrasounds, to equip the sidewalk counselors, all those things that you need. So uh, we'll be working together. You're going to hear more from Brian, I'm sure, in the future. God bless. I know you have uh, lots of other work to do, and you're going back to St. Louis, but I'm glad you're here in Flossmore doing doing battle with the devil. Absolutely. So we are very, very blessed that everyone uh, is listening today, and for you having us on today. Uh, it's an amazing day, and that uh, we're so blessed, blessed to be able to fight this battle. Amen. Okay. Good deal. Thank you, Brian, and thank you folks for tuning in. Please tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. And until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.